guys. Welcome to episode 28 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Common number five, and my fellow hosts will be watching the world burn today, similar to the god piloting this deck, Big Tuck. Hey, what up, people? Hey, Mr. you're a terrible person. Mr. Mr. Combo. Yeah, evidently now I'm the villain of this podcast. Correct. So I guess that's what I gotta do now. So <laughs> uh, everyone, everyone out there, and we'll get into this later. Can suck it. Can suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. I'm going. I'm painting him with a broad brush. See, he's like Thanos. He thinks he's the good guy, but we all keep telling him you're a bad person. You don't see Which is so ironic because whenever we play, it's the exact opposite. I'm the person trying to corral. Oh, whatever. You're the person trying to manipulate everyone into your own bidding. It's just. It's. You can't even laugh when you're doing the terrible things. You're like, I'm not doing anything terrible, Armageddon. That's you. I don't run Armageddon. Yeah, I would say I've never seen a big took armageddon before i don't have any land destruction uh we talked about it nev's disc michael synth last okay in one deck you hey, run armageddon in how many two asinine <laughs> asinine two too many <laughs> thanks for tuning into our podcast and this is only able to happen by our awesome producer squee mcgee and his production company rich chaos records here in kansas city what up sweet just squee it around just squee it around no i was trying to cha cha channel my best saffron olive oh yeah that was a good impression though Thank off you. mic so Thank i gotta, I gotta yeah, give not bad. Not game bad. recognized game if you will <laughs> no i'm doing good it's a it's a beautiful evening here so let's yeah. uh let's talk some brews yeah let's talk some brews but hey let's also talk more ways you can help support the cmd tower yeah. team and all the content that we put out head over to our sponsor level1gameshop.com it's all magic accessories like those sweet exclusive cmd tower playmats and hunter pack sleeves they also have a sweet tcg player store with over 99 percent accuracy rating and crazy competitive prices just don't be like me and buy way too earlier theros beyond death stuff <laughs> before the price drops and eat it i believe when this episode drops we will be having a takeover there tomorrow right oh we're gonna get to that good sir i'm sorry we're gonna get spoiler. to that yeah that's spoiler alerts god you Jerk. Jesus. Just trying to help. I'm, no, trying, to play I'm just trying to help. Yeah, no, you're playing BT. You? you guys can also both suck it. Also, for the record, I wear size 12s, which is at least as big as you, and I think bigger than yours. No, I wear so, 12s. Um, maybe. What? You, this is a 12. Like these guys? I almost wore my, almost wore my Crocs over That's here. Weird. Oh we my God. We, we you get out of here with those dead 12? shoes. Ooh, I thought weird. you were 11 and a half. It depends. It's like Nike, Adidas, they're all different. Uh, I, wear, I wear minimum 12. Sometimes a 13. Well then, sir, you win the foot battle. Yeah! <laughs> Better call Shredder, because now I'm a part of the Foot Clan. Oh, oh, that was all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done better. I'll be honest. Another way to support the show is to head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels and rewards vary from just getting access to that sweet, not even that new discord, to yep. getting your own set of CMD Tower playmat and sleeves. Of course, hey, you can help us out for free just by sharing the content you already listened to or watch. Yeah. Hope maybe eventually one day. At some point, yes. <laughs> every little bit of interaction from the collective helps. Also, every episode, we want to give a big shout out for the music provided in the episode by Pink Royal. And of course, stay tuned until the end to get details on how you can win a complete set of the Mono Showcase art gods from Theros Beyond Death. And moving forward, we're going to be throwing in those CMD Tower playmat and sleeves in each of our monthly giveaways. So this one's for February. And as Big Tuck already kind of said and Hi. ruined the surprise, Hi. Uh, the third Saturday of every single month, we will be doing a CMD Tower takeover at our sponsor Level 1 Game Shop here in Kansas City, Missouri. It'll be on Saturdays. It'll go from 6, 630 to about 10 o'clock. 
Uh, we're just going to jam some commander games, pass out some stickers. Uh, you know, just uh, come jam some no. games. Tell uh, Big Tuck to suck it. Or we can just come and jam, which is what everyone says anyway. Uh, so. uh, no one says jam. <laughs> Not yet. And then the other thing that we will also be doing, uh, there's an International Tabletop Day. I think it's the first Saturday in April. Mm -hmm. If it's April Fool's, it's not a joke, I swear. <laughs> uh, but uh, our sponsor, but Level One Game Shop, is going to be doing uh, a fundraiser, I guess, where like a part of the proceeds, I think. I don't know. But it's going to be another chance to come jam. Oh, I, I, you did it! You did it! If you take it back, I'll edit it out. I no, 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 I'm too ashamed. <laughs> there's no, there's no non-linear editing. I brought dishonor upon my family. We're doing, we're doing all like this it. in the can. This is I all edited that. in the camera. Yeah, oh man. Anyways, you can come play with us there too. <laughs> so, brews and builds is our deck tech series. Told about the decks that Big Tuck and I have and our path to 32. Each podcast, we're gonna talk about one of them path to 32 decks. <laughs> but hey, in a cool manner, beer and some brews. So, we broke it down into four categories. The first one's going to be ramp and setting your board state. That's the grain bill. Yes, and grains are the foundation of any beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually at about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like the grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. The second one's going to be, how does your board interact with all of your opponents? That's the hop profile. And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs or, like my most recent brew, a hop-blasted red ale. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. The third one's going to be, how does your deck actually close out or win the game? Which, with today's commander, will be pretty easy to figure <laughs> yeah. out. We're calling that yeast. Yeast are actual living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. And there is plenty to talk about in that category today. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Say the yeastiest I think, so. I think so, yeah, I think so. Which sounds kind of gross when you say it out loud. It well. does. Yeast yeah, is a weird card. It's, yeah. all, it's almost like moist. to go to Walgreens or, or, something for or, that. Or succulent. Yeast is kind of in that same thing, Yeast, I think, moist, succulent, so. the whole nine. Scab. Scab. <laughs> that is bad. I don't like that. That's a new one. Ew. What have you done to us? <laughs> then we have shenanigans. These can be pet cards or synergies that are in the deck that could just be fun, have sentimental value, uh, or, you know, you just needed to fill one of the 99. We mm. call on that spice. Yes, and spices, although not in every beer, help to help determine and recategorize beers from a normal stock beer into a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout, or the addition of extra dry hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Again, not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And then to wrap up the podcast, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be big tucks and eyes recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under $50, and a personal recommendation that has no budget. The only restriction is no mana only lands. Yes. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Uh, big tuck, what are we talking about today, you degenerate, yeah, terrible person? This one is pretty bad. Um, and again, this was, there was evidently a time in my life where I just decided I want to play the arch enemy every single game. <laughs> and uh, this is one of them. So today we're talking about Perforos, God of the Forge deck. So evidently there was a time in my life where every game I just wanted to play the arch enemy, uh, which is exactly what this deck does. So yeah. um, for those who don't know, Perforos, God of the Forge is legendary enchantment creature god. Uh, Mythic. <laughs> 
Three, co three colors and a red for a 6-5 legendary enchantment creature god. Might as well be blank on power and toughness. Yep. Um, indestructible. As long as your devotion to red is less than five, it's not a creature. And this is the big one. Whenever another creature enters a battlefield under your control, it deals two damage to each opponent. Perforos deals two damage to each Perforos, opponent. Yes. Um, and gross. then, yes, it is gross. And then finally, it has an ability two colorless and a red creatures you control get plus one plus zero until in a turn, which can be a sometimes relevant mana sink, sure. but not very, not, it's not a great, not rate. really. So, um, this deck was the first deck that I screwed up on because I'd already built and bought a mono red Doretti deck. And this is way <laughs> before I ever envisioned having 44 decks. Um, but, uh, you know, this is. I think this one was kind of on the edge because Doretti plays more like an artifact deck that sure. has red, right? Whereas this one's a lot more streamlined in terms of the red yep. turn and burn. Uh, this actually started off as a Krenko deck, very goblin focused, which you can kind of see. A little goes, bit in there. Yeah, yeah, which I think it plays still plays well as opposed to many of my other decks. Well, the idea behind Perforos is to create tons of tokens at exactly. once and goblins do that better than anyone in red. Totally agree. And like I actually played Krenko a lot and then I just started to realize that the faster I could get Perforos out, the more I would just win. win? Yeah, so... <laughs> so you're um, like, uh, swap? Yeah, exactly, pretty much. Like, I li it literally was just a one-for-one one swap. And then um, over the years, it's gotten turned more into, like, enter the battlefield effect, generic token enablers. Like I said, there's still a little bit of uh, a goblin sub-theme to it. This deck wins pretty consistently. Um, the only time it sucks is that it is a little fragile insofar as it's one of those decks where it's really dependent on the commander. Yeah. Um, you and I have talked about this in the past where like a lot of the decks that we play a lot and enjoy are kind of built around that. Yep. Red doesn't have a lot of good ways to deal with enchantments. So if someone like imprisons yep. in the moons on this or or something like that, it's pretty it hard to it's it's yeah. pretty hard to bounce back from. There are some other ways to win. You can't just swarm in with a bunch of goblins and sure. other and other things. Um, but overall, it's pretty explosive, and I I didn't realize this, but this also might have the lowest average CMC, CMC 2.89, yeah. Which it's funny, because I was listening to the Commander Smiths today, and they were, it was actually the episode that one of our Patreons, where he oh, did, cool. uh, they did his deck, um, and they were like, ooh, his curve's a little high, at, or his curve is pretty high at 3.5, I think is what they had said. <laughs> I, and I, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's you, like, I want to be on our podcast. That's like a, that's like a that's record a normal for us. Deck. Yeah. So um, I, I think now it used to be a lot higher, and this used to be a little more battle cruisery, but I just realized that turn two, turn three, Perforos, just like rocket yeah. you straight forward. So I am disappointed. Mm -hmm. You have no snow-covered mountains. I know. I'm not paying the money for that. And then, like, the problem with snow-covered mountains is that you first have to pay a buck fifty for lands, which actually extra planar lands. Which, yeah, and which is fifteen bucks, right? But then that argument is completely nullified because all the mountains in here are the unglued ones. Or I not you got those all for free, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I traded okay. it with friend of the show, Tice. Here we are. Um, I, I thought you're friend of the show and I'm friend of the cast. <laughs> what is that what I say to you? Oh, I no, that's what I said to the cast. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you're cast of the show. But yeah, so I traded up a foil Urgborg. 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 I, I traded up a foil Urgborg because he worked at a financial trading company and actually bought them as futures thinking that the price would go up. Wow. So now he has an entire mini thing that's just full of them. But the problem is he can't unload them in bulk because no one's going to, no one, no like one's going to pay that. He tried to do it at MTG Fest and everyone's like, I don't want 600, <laughs> 600 full art lands. Um, so I do, I know this is kind of a bit that comes in and out with when I've gone to uh, the brewery stores or some people call them a liquor store or, <laughs> or if you're in Boston, they call it a packy. 
Or if you call it what we call it here, home. <laughs> a place where everyone knows your name. So um, I like to think uh, Perforos as kind of like an old angry god, right? Okay. Who's kind of like, and, you know, why are you grouchy old man? Uh, actually, I do. Uh, today, Drink an old I'm having <laughs> yeah, old crusty asshole. Uh, no, it's actually called an old Rasputin. Imperial Stout um, from our friends in North Coast Brewing somewhere in California. Rasputin it's delicious, did. but it's also a quick 9%. So I'm going to pass it on the table. And I, I heard it was meaty. I think you'll like this. It's a meaty kind of heavy beer. So oh, I it's like cool. the bottle. Yeah, the That's bottle's really sweet. cool. I like how he's kind of blessing me. You're like, right, yeah. please drink this. Just drink this. It's not bad. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought, right? No, it. immediately. No. Um, so, I mean, it... it, it the, I like the aftertaste a lot. I'm getting a lot yeah. of chocolate or mm -hmm. coffee. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Very heavily um, brewed with that stuff. It is a little punch in the face when it, yeah. it first it's got that you know, big gets you. Hit, yeah. But I could definitely see after you get through about half the bottle, everything yeah, moving forward your mouth is just is completely you're numb. good. So quick side note on this. Um, for those who watch the show Silicon Valley, this actually is in an episode. And I thought it was made up because Old Rasputin is such a weird oh, name. Oh, you're talking about Perforos. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, the Old Rasputin is actually in an episode. From oh, there, okay. And I was like, okay, it's just made up. Then I went to visit my dad when they're out in Maine. Yeah. And I like, hey, I got some beers in the fridge. You might like it. And I saw it there. I was like, this is real. So and you're like, dad, are you memeing yeah, me? Yeah, and he's yeah. like, who's meme? Yeah, who's meme? <laughs> Do I look like the kind of man who knows what a meme is? <laughs> I know what a JPEG is. So anywho, um, moving right along, uh, I took a quick quick look at the uh, mana base, and it seems like it's pretty on point. So yeah, I think, I think it's, it's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I mean, it pretty much hits all the thoughts that that I have. You know, there were some cards in here that we talked about before we started recording. S seems weird that they're just glaringly missing yeah, from I'm, the deck. I'm interested in, and this is, I think. One of the issues is I've had this deck for so long that I've just kind of stopped caring about upgrading it. Sure. Right? So like trips and drabs over time, but. Um, mostly the only upgrades I put into it are like faster mana rocks and card draw. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what I missed, what fell through the cracks. Well, and I think the interesting thing is you already talked about it, the goblin sub theme. So the one thing that me and big tuck try to do is not talk about the deck really before we start recording about right. it. So that way we can have completely different opinions or if we match up, it's hilarious. Right. Um, I thought the goblin sub theme was on purpose. So there were some cards that I just didn't cut. Oh, I was like, oh, it's yeah. a goblin. And I think I think there's enough goblin support in there to like. And that's kind of what I thought. Right, like, like, it seems like there's enough stuff in here to where if I start cutting it, then you might as well cut the rest. Right, because like there's still like goblin matron, which is effectively mm -hmm. a tutor for this for Krenko. It's a second copy sure. of that goblin ringleader. Um, there's another one that tutors for goblins. So there's enough. I've always debated that too, of being yeah. like, am I just gonna cut these for more generic token producers? But the fact that goblins have so much tribal support yep. ended out throughout the years, um, I think it makes sense. Ooh, to keep could them this in. deck use some of those goblins from Secret Lair? Uh, it could have, but I think they're already in here. And I'm not gonna uh, pay. I'm not gonna pay for the trade artwork. me for them. I'm, I don't I'm, want I'm them. I'm not gonna pay for the artwork. I don't like it. It's all like <laughs> it looks like an old like Transformers, like when they were when they were like animals, goblins animals. in disguise. Nice. All right, <laughs> so let's go ahead and kick this off. We're gonna start with that rampant grain bill. Big Tuck, do the honors. So, um, this is one that we have talked about not on this specific show, but we have talked about this a lot. Um, really hoping this gets a reprint. Curse of Opulence! Opulence. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Hit the tambourine! It's by you! Ah! Yeah! Um, so, for those who don't know, when I first saw this card, I thought it was super stupid. I thought it <laughs> was it, trash. It's incredible. So, it's a one-drop, one-red uh, enchantment or a curse. So, enchant player, whenever an enchanted player is attacked, 
create a colorless token named gold. It's a treasure token. Yeah. Um, each opponent attacking that player does the same. It's so good. I think this is, and I think the two things that read, you're looking scared and confused. You no, know, I was searching for it in the list of the grains, and I was uh, like, yeah, I, can't, I, re- I can't find I it. I can't find it. I by type or something. But anyway, um, so this, I think, the two things that Red struggle the most with is ramp and card draw, right? Correct. And I think this is the most efficient and best way to solve the ramp package. Yes. Right? Like, it's five bucks right now. It used to be like 15. Um, I think that this is a card that's going to be probably get reprinted in the new commander draft think? set. I think so, right? Because okay. I think it still plays well in draft. So the thing I like about this card is, like you just said, the issues that Red has is first one's ramp. Right. A lot of times ramp is one sided Mm -hmm. or so oppressive that you're like a smothering type. Your opponents Mm -hmm. are like, I need to waste something on that. Curse of Opulence makes it to where only one person cares about getting rid of it. And no one, everyone else is like, gosh, do I really want to give Big Tuck a treasure? But it's. You know, you could just choose not to attack that player. Right, yeah. And, and Big Tuck won't get the, the treasure, or you won't get the treasure. But no one's going to waste the removal spell Correct. on it. Correct, yeah. And it just, because it just you could just Because, you know, if it basically turned into, oh, you paid one mana and you get a treasure per rotation, mm-hmm. that's not that big of a deal. Right. But if it's you're getting three treasures a rotation, well, sure, we don't like that. But wait, I also got a treasure. Right. And, and th- they also got a treasure. I think the only downside for this card is it does start to lose its luster mid to late game, right? Because most people will attack recklessly if they can get something out of it, right? Sure. Like swinging in, swinging in, instead of tapping a Land of War Elf, they'll swing in for a damage to get the sure. treasure that they can save for the next turn if they have nothing else to do, yep. right? So I think like mid late game, it doesn't matter as much. It's still, you still get one out of it, right? Most turns, if you cast this, if you cast this past turn four or five, You'll play it, tap one, and it'll pay for itself, and maybe you'll get some more out of it. Um, sometimes what happens in this in this deck, though, is you stall out and have so many goblins that are untapped or ways mm. to create goblins on the fly where people are like, I'm not going to attack you, and you're like, okay, great. Like You can attack him with this <laughs> shit and just go get the thing. There was this one tech I've seen on these curses where people will intentionally, and they will intentionally enchant themselves. Oh, then to make people who attack. That, because then you don't have to play political games, right? And you're just like, okay, yeah, I'll take three points a turn for extra ramp. Now, people that we play with are generally smart enough smart to realize enough. that that's a dumb thing. Then that's going to make the three people use the removal Correct. spell. Yeah, and then they're like, okay. So, um, Curse of Opulence is absolutely incredible. Hopefully, it comes down in price a little. Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% agree. I, I was sitting here like, oh, God, did I put this in my Brutoclad Seven Dwarves deck? Did you? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Is that what the concern face yes. was? I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. Uh, shout out to Mikel, who showed me the beauty of this card when he put it in his Brutoclad. And it's like, oh, yeah, this card does work. So, yeah. Curse of Opulence. Slam dunk. All right. What, what, what do you got next? So my first, well, I guess now second card. You know, I love a planeswalker. Ooh. We're talking Koth of okay. the Hammer. Yes, very good. Because you knew that I would pick this. Yes. And, but And I knew you knew that I was going to pick this. <laughs> so but I knew I that per- you knew. <laughs> but I had to talk about it because I knew if I didn't, then no one would talk about it. And you wouldn't know the glory of this card. <laughs> is, this, is, this what, is this what you like? You cut away and you're like, I haven't, I blacked out for three minutes. And it's just like papers all over your wall. Oh gosh. What's that meme from with the, the guy? The Charlie Kelly yeah. with the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta talk about this. All right. Koth of the Hammer is two colorless red, red, Planeswalker Koth. I think he's the only Koth Planeswalker. Is there another yes. one? No, okay. not yet. Uh, three loyalty. That's three abilities. Plus one. Untapped target mountain becomes a four, four red elemental creature until end of turn. It's still a land. 
Next one, which is the more relevant yes. one, which I need to put it in my Nehab deck. Ooh, minus yeah. two. Add a red to your mana pool for each mountain you control. Mm-hmm. Banana balls. So, it's so good. So good. Um, Banana and, balls. and actually, I had to look at this because I had to, I've never even read the minus I five. Know. It's a, do you have the emblem token? Oh, no. Uh, so minus five, hint, hint, it's an emblem. Uh, you get an emblem with mountains you control have tap. This land deals one damage to target creature or player. So I basically read this as you pay four <laughs> mana and basically you get pay four for mana yourself? back. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing is I'm looking at Koth. I don't think he's ever a planeswalker that someone sees and they're like, oh, I got to get rid of it. No. Because he comes in with three. You minus two to get your right. four mana minimum back. Okay. So now you got one loyalty. Well, you can't minus two him again, so you got to plus him. Now he's at two. Right. So basically, two out of three turns, you get that extra red mana, but then he's dead. Yeah. It's not something that it's like the, um, oh, what, Fraley's, where every other oh, turn yeah, every you can turn blow you can up an artifact big. and chain yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not nothing that oppressive. This no. is just uh, oh, you get it a couple times. Well, and I think like I think he fills a good slot too because like the mountain uh, only lasts till end of turn, right? So if you have a cur- curse of opulence out, you can get in some damage, right? Um, worst case scenario, that's like kind of worst case scenario. Best sure. case scenario, you play him, you have him leftover mana, whereas plus one will give you another artifact or another spell or something sure. like that. So again, like this this is red ramp, right? Yep. Straight through. Uh, it's really good in this deck. Um, it's not as good. And I, I've, I think I have him in a Duretti, but that runs a fair amount of non mountain lands. Sure. But again, in any sort of mono red deck, I think he's worth his weight in gold. Yeah. And I'm surprised he's sitting at almost six bucks. I was just telling, uh, squee while you're indisposed that he used to be like eight or 10. Really? He's only, he's only been printed once. Okay. And, but the cool thing is you can get, he's one of those things sort of like Venser where like the foil version of him is the same because Actually, come to think of it, the dual deck might have been Koth versus Venser. So oh. there's the, there's like some of those foils okay. running around just as much as the original one. Hmm. Like Tybalt, for all example. Right. The that best Planeswalker ever printed. The definitely the worst one. Uh, all right. Well, what's your next card? So I baited you. I thought I thought that you would do that because I knew that you would think I would do that one. So then you thought that you'd go deeper. So I actually chose the other Planeswalker in here. Ah! We're talking Chandra Fire Artisan. Recent one, uh, not a I'm mythic. actually not a fan of her. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm all on board. So two colorless, two red for a four loyalty Planeswalker. Um, her big ability that I use her for is a plus one. Exile the top card of your library, may play it this turn. Red card advantage. Yeah, that's the only way you can really do it efficiently, yep. right? Um, then her ultimate minus seven, exile the top seven cards of your library. You may play them this turn, right? Even more advantage if you can get sure. there. The thing I like about her is that whenever one or more loyalty counters are removed from Chandra, it deals that much damage to target opponent or planeswalker. So here's the trick. I know. There was another Chandra, the old Chandra, that might have just been Chandra Nalar. Okay. Had a same ability where you can exile the top card and play it on the turn, right? It's sure. My, her minus was, I don't even remember what it was, like deal six damage. No one cares. It doesn't matter. But her plus one was deal one point of damage to a creature and then deal a damage to opponent. Okay. So in my opinion, this card does the same thing, but better, right? Okay. On that old Planeswalker, you never use her anything but her zero, sure. pretty much. Unless you're picking off like a Birds of Paradise and you don't want to draw a card, yeah. right? Whereas this one, it comes in, if someone does attack it foolishly, because no one ever Remove would. the loyalty and, and then, then they you, die. And then you get to deal damage to yep. it, right? Plus, this has the upside of, if it sticks around long enough, to draw you even more cards off of it. And it's only 84 cents. I mean, from a budget perspective, sure. sure. 
Um, I wish that her static enchantment ability, basically, because she is a war yeah, planeswalker. Right, yeah. uh, I wish it could do any target. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That, and that thought, would make more sense. But I guess right. they're doing it so that way your opponents don't feel like the creature's going to get picked off every single time. Right. Yeah. So, but again, like I just like her because she's super cheap and gives you that red card advantage. Right. That's that's what you need. This that's what the deck needs. Because if anything happens to this deck, it's one of two things: you get stalled out on mana, or you get stalled out on cards. And then you Man. draw a bunch more mana. So I know she's not exciting and there's a better version out there of her, which we may or may not talk about later. Spoilers, maybe for someone <laughs> in the room. Um, but for 84 cents, I think she's really great. I that's think she's a very good right. utility card in this deck. All right. All right. She's a team. She's like, um, I don't know. Some name, <laughs> some name, some nameless person from the Chiefs that gets like 20 yards a game or something. I don't know. It's just like someone who does something. Sports ball. Yeah, sports Ooh. ball. I don't know. All right, well, All right, what do you, what my do you have last, last grain is a card that I don't think you're going to talk about, but I felt like we should because it's in so few decks, and I think it should be in more decks. Fire Diamond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm not talking about this. Two colorless artifact. Fire Diamond ETBs tapped, mm -hmm. and then itself can tap for a red tier mana pool. Not sexy. It's basically a two mana artifact right. that only taps for red. And it's two dollars and seventy five cents, which is crazy, right? Which is crazy. And if, but if you look at the, um, there's another one that's Ruby Medallion. So those medallions are like ten dollars now. Really, Ruby Medallion. So just just as a frame of reference, because I think they both kind of accomplish the same thing. Okay. Right? And not to cut you off, but Ruby Medallion. No, is, you, you, it's okay. It's cool. <laughs> it happened, Ruby Medallion is two colorless red spells you cast cost one less to cast, but it's a colorless less. Correct. Um, but that's ten dollars, and yours hmm. is two, which neither make any sense. Yeah. But here, here's the, the crazy thing. Okay. Yes. So this could be played in all red decks. Mm -hmm. It's only present in 6% of total red really? decks. So, okay. But here's the thing. That could be two color, three color, four color, five oh, color. Oh, okay. I broke it down further. Mono red commanders are the ones that it's most present in. Uh -huh. It did not appear in any mono red commander more than 50% of the total decks. What? I feel like in mono red, this should be up there with soul ring. And I bet you soul rings present in more mono red decks than this is. Yeah, for sure. It makes like, no sense. Right. Cause like also in this deck, I have star compass, which does the same thing, but worse. Yep. Right. Like it's the same card in this deck, but in other decks, it's a little different. Also fell war stone, yep. which is, again, in this deck is like a little better cause it's not untapped. Sure. But again, all I want all the two drop artifacts, yep. right? Like, cause again, you, the more two drop artifacts you have, the more nut draws you have into soul ring that turn two perforos. I mean, heck I'm even running this in my, is it permanence deck? Yeah. Because it's like, I need all the ways right, to get mana. Like, I, that's that's mind-boggling. Do, yeah. do you think, so I think the question that would be raised though is that, is this better or worse than like Prismatic Lens, which doesn't enter the battlefield tapped. Yeah. Is one, gives you one colorless, can filter a color. I don't like the filter. I don't either. Yeah, right? the, I don't either. the colorless and then tap. That is worse than any mono deck because you only need right. red unless you're in white and you want to do Eldrazi Displacer, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it just completely shocked me. When I saw 6% of decks, I was like, okay, let me not freak out because that includes all the right, two yeah. to five color. But then I saw the top use commanders. It wasn't in more than 50% of any mono red commander. That, like, it's just a redundant effect. Yep. Like, I that's that is weird. What? Do you think? Do you think it's a price thing? Do you think it's only been printed? I think it's only been printed twice, like in this and in, uh, the commander fourteen. Yeah, because it was printed in Duretti, and then I think the last one was in Mirage. Would because that's like Sky Diamond was the same way. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't think it's a volume thing. I think people are like, oh, two mana, enter the battlefield tapped, only tap for one color, trash guard. But I don't really think it I, is. I think it's just an, I mean, it may feel like a dead card late game, but I think yeah. early to mid, it's a great yes, card. Yes, I agree. So, I agree. And like, right. like we said, no, that is that is strange, but good eye on picking that up. There we go. What is your next grain card? So I'm also, I'm a little surprised that you didn't pick this one up because in my opinion, this is my favorite tutor that's been printed in the entire game. Gamble? Gamble, baby. Gamble <laughs> all day. Yes. One red. Some people call this a one red and tomb because that's just usually <laughs> happens. Search your library for a card. Put this card into your hand and discard a card at random. Then shuffle your library. I also like how it's all in one sentence. Yes. Which is kind of cool. <laughs> now, I like this a lot because it's cheap. It's a tutor. Seven dollars. Yeah, but a tutor in red. Come on. Uh, yeah. So the best. Here's the here's the reason why. I don't know why, but me and several other people I know, including okay. my friend Aaron, who showed up to our first event. Okay. The hockey player guy from Boston. 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 This card has got has fetched soul ring or a land so many times turn one and just turn the entire deck on he so for example he kept a one lander use this tutored for another land then the next turn went land soul ring two other mana rocks on turn i mean two. i can put my hand on a bible and say that i've probably used demonic tutor to go, go get, get an board or another <laughs> land more than I've used it to get a winning piece. Uh, so. Just, so in red, it's so risky. I mean, the best planeswalker ever built does this exact same thing. He's not the <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just draws That's a card and does it at random. That's worse. So, so I, I, did, I did have him in this deck many moons ago and then realized after I bid my card, bid my fourth mana rock in a row. <laughs> that, that wasn't good. But yeah, I th I personally think that Gamble is a great budget tutor for red and like a red boro sort of thing right sometimes you bend the card sometimes you yeah. don't sometimes it rains i don't know <laughs> but i like it and the fact that you this used to be like 10 or 15 dollars yeah then it got reprinted ultimate what twi twice got yeah. reprinted in ultimate and then eternal in, i it, guess yeah and it, both of those right yeah. which is insane that they chose this back card back. Out of all of them. oh yeah because the other one has like the weird goblin looking dude mm, yeah which is bad art bad art the best art's the first one where it's a person falling out of a ship and trying to grab something <laughs> so um i run this in several decks i think this this is even better in Doretti. uh because even if you bend the card you can get it back later but i'm on board baby uh, do you not run this in nehab uh no i do because i mean yeah that's right i'm not saying it's a bad card it's just like meh. it's meh, not meh, a card meh, i would meh, think meh, you would meh, talk meh, about i i love it i, I it's, it's been one of my cards this was like also, i'm actually surprised you didn't talk about tectonic reformation trash card oh i almost thought about that but we'll <laughs> if you want <laughs> no get out of here all right all right yes, guys gamble gamble all day baby all right well that's gonna wrap up that green bill next thing is gonna be that board state hot profile I'm going to start this off talking about the most degenerate card or one of the most degenerate is it, cards. Is it an enchantment? Uh, no, no, oh. it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we're talking dual caster mage. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about mono red tutoring. Let's talk about mono red copying spells. Uh, so this is a colorless red, red this human wizard really two, two. It has flash dollar 92. That's it. 
That's cheap. Yeah, it got, I think it's gotten reprinted a couple times. Uh, well, what it does, guys, is when it enters the battlefield, copy, target, instant, or sorcery, you may choose new targets for the copy. Someone's about to take an extra turn? Not, not like anymore. An extra turn. <laughs> oh, well, yes, yeah. yes anymore, but also <laughs> Or me. they're about to counterspell your perforos? No, no. thank you. <laughs> So good. So I, I this was a late, late addition into Nehab. Oh yeah. Once I started di- diving uh, into EDH rec and, and kind of learning about new cards, I saw this and I was like, and there was a promo art one, oh, the, which oh, I got. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> thank uh, Perperos. So. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, one thing. So I think a card that's severely underplayed in red decks is Reverberate. Yes. Right. So or Fork if you can afford it, but sure. they do the same thing minus some minor technicalities but like red has no has very few access to a lot of interaction piece especially yep. at instant speed right so i had to reverberate here in a long time but then i realized that for one extra mana i can also deal another two damage once perforos <laughs> is yeah. out so um yeah i think i think this is a real utility card mono red decks right mm-hmm. like worst case i think honestly worst case scenario you're going to copy your best your one of your spells that's kind of the worst it could get, right? Unless sure. it's like a game winner, right? Mid case and usual is you're copying it to counter a counter spell. Yep. Right? Best case scenario is you get like an expropriate or something like that that's insane. Expropriate actually wouldn't be that good. Because, because yours would resolve first, oh. then theirs, and then they could steal whatever you had stolen. So still, you're gonna get an extra turn out of it. Sure. Or, or a time warp or a whatever, yeah. right? Time stretch. But like I think that's a that cyclonic can, rift. Yeah, there you go. Right. Except you wouldn't Just, get it, you wouldn't get it over costed. No, you get it as the spell as stack, is on the stack, yeah. So like if an X spell is done for X is 10, oh, that's you're right. getting yeah, yeah, yeah. a copy of that spell. Yeah, and like if you guys aren't playing reverberate, please go get more. And this this you'll like as well. The red ale I mentioned earlier is my reverberate red ale oh because i run that card i looked at a bunch of cards and that's the most red spell i cast (laughs) no dual caster mage is legit yeah it's a great card and you know a lot of times it's weird how throughout magic's history blue and red always Always, butt heads always always. butt heads they literally have stuff that's just anti the other and then i feel like the other bless yeah uh boil destroy all islands (laughs) and i feel like the other three colors are just like if this was a meme, red and blue would be like two people going at it at like a family barbecue. And then the other three colors would be like the awkward right, like yeah. family just sitting there like one person's eating a hot dog. That'd be green. <laughs> White sitting there praying, looking at God. Oh, I, I see black that, smoking a Helion. But black is smoking a marble. <laughs> it's like red versus blue in Halo. Oh, yeah, oh, there oh, we go. Deep cut. Red Ooh. versus blue. That stuff's so good. Inspiration. Holds up. All right. Well, that's that's mine. What What nice. is yours? So my first one I want to talk about is a sleeper card, which I originally thought was garbage and actually is really good and plays in the sub theme. We're talking goblin creator maker. Okay. So colorless and a red for a 2-2 goblin. So it's sort of on curve, which doesn't really matter. Yep. Um, it's got a one colorless sacrifice itself. Choose one. One doesn't do anything. Uh, deals two damage to target creature. So, adios, birds of paradise, I suppose, right? But the second ability is very, very, very good. But it's... Destroy target colorless non-land permanent. It's colorless, though. Pigeonholes you. Eldrazi are colorless non-land permanent. a lot of them are indestructible. Not all of them. This gets uh, Emrakul. Suck it, Will. <laughs> this gets Emrakul. This gets problematic artifacts. And again, w- one thing that this deck lacks a little bit like red does yeah is artifact and other interaction well pieces. red does not lack it's got, an artifact i, I agree red but lacks an enchantment 
Sure. Fair enough. But the fact that this is a creature, again, that enters the battlefield, deals two, hopefully, and also has an, another ability to destroy something that's potentially problematic, very good. So I had this on the cutting block, but then I realized you have so few removal in this deck. Yeah, I was it's like, only, I, I, have no, I have no hops. I told you, man. Uh, again, I gotta this, leave it. But this deck doesn't do, like, that's, this deck is definitely the... I'm just going to sit here and try to run this out as fast as I can. If I don't, then I'm, I guess I'm not a target. I don't think we've ever played your Perforos deck in our CEDH pod. Oh, this is a, this is not a CEDH deck. But you go quick. Yeah, I guess. You either, you either win fast. <laughs> gener generally, win you fast. either win fast or you lose. <laughs> like, I was going to say win fast and die slow, but that doesn't make any sense. No. Like you, usually what happens is... <laughs> Why you don't like, you name this Fast and the Furious? That's already Greven! Pass, oh. pa uh, fast and the Perforous? <laughs> Perforous? Yeah. It has to be a cat deck. But I, anyway, all that to say is that I... I So I also slept on this card too, right? Yeah. And then the last time I played it, I wiped out someone's artifact that they needed and it's completely stalled them out, right? right? So there's a fair amount of Eldrazi floating around out there sure. in the space, if you will, in a lot of in a lot of different decks. And the this only thing those. I'll give you is that there are more colorless planeswalkers now. True. And like Ugin. Yeah, killing be... an Ugin probably feels bad. Yeah. Killing a Karn feels bad. Any four of them, three of them. Yeah. So I know people don't like it, nah. but I'm telling you, it's worth it's worth talking about. All right. What do you got next? Well, this card I think uh Wizard specifically developed to hate people like myself. Uh we're talking price of progress. Yeah, we are, baby. Oh, you talking about that Run too? It up. Yes. <laughs> the price. The price you must pay. <laughs> it's a colorless red instant which is even yes, worse. <laughs> even no, even worse. Oh, for you. But yes. for me it's great. <laughs> and it's only $1.96. Oh. Damn uh, it. This got this used to be like five bucks. Oh wow. Yeah. Thank you, All right. Well, so what it does is price of progress deals damage to each player equal to twice the number of non-basic lands that player controls. <laughs> 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 so um I think it's funny because the quote I have here, uh, it plays weird with another card in the deck, which we might be talking about. Yeah. Boom. Um, but I do like punishing people who spend the same amount as the 96 Kia Sorento on lands for a children's <laughs> car game. So, suck it, all you people out there. Will, looking at you. You can suck it with your Aberduels. This card is just You have an Aberduel! One! I don't have 10 or 22? Close to 25? Oh, 30. <laughs> but again, like, I think this card is situationally... Uh, I don't... I can't think of another car, another deck I would run this in. Like, do you have this in your... You have to have this in the head. Mm -mm. Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Because you're a fool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, about, that's a, yeah about, about right. But no, like, and I think... So one thing that does happen in this deck is, like, if you can't get Perforos out or he gets killed a bunch of times, it is kind of hard to come back to, right? Like we talked about, it's kind of a fragile deck in that. So I used to run way more burn spells sure. for that reason. But then I realized that if so, if I get Perforos out and someone removes them, they already know what I'm doing, and they're just going to try to kill me anyway. Yeah. So I might as well have the most efficient way of doing it. And sure. a two-drop in uh, instant that burns everyone equally, so good. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> why are you, why makes, are you, it makes me so sad. Why are you so sad? Well, I got, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> I got another card that's going to make you even sadder. All right. Well, why don't you give us your last hop? So uh, I you might have this one. I don't know. But I cracked this one open in an Eternal Masters. No. No? I don't have it. What? I don't want to talk about it. 
Okay, well, we're talking about Blood Moon. What are you talking about? I, th I think we've already talked about this card. Have we? I think so. No. Really? I don't think so. Well, not officially. We need to start getting a list. Maybe in a new segment. Oh, it's way too much work. All right. Uh, okay, Anyways, so oh, yeah, Blood Moon! Get it! Suck it, non-Blood Mooners! Um, so I, this is a card I would never actually buy. Right, because it is fourteen dollars, and it's fluctuated between that and way more. But yep. for those who don't know, Blood Moon, two colors and a red. Non-basic lands are mountains. Yeah, that's all. You but you know say. what? At least I'm getting to tap them for color. You can't do that, uh, right? opposed to like a Price of Progress or a Back to Basics, where either I'm getting smashed right. in the face or they stay tapped. That's well, oh no, that's when we talked about it. We were talking about oppressive. Oh cards. yeah, yeah. yeah. How Blood Moon is a nicer back to basics. Yeah, correct, yeah. And again, this is a sort of non-bow with yeah. Rice of Progress, but I like the fact that I've never had any of these doesn't matter. Well, Blood Moon doesn't turn them into basic mountains. They just turn they just are mountains. I so thought it was Rice of Progress still works. I thought it was implied that no. they are basic mountains. No, because when I see it gets played on Goldfish's Commander Clash uh -huh. and someone does a Blood Moon, it just shows land hyphen mountain. Oh, even better. So it just works. So, yeah, so it's even better than I thought. Um, we talked a while ago. You actually played this in one of your decks uh -huh. recently, and I was all on board for it, even though I was playing two or three color, because I was like, yeah, this is this has been me up. So oh, we talked about the same game where um, I got the Primal Surge to kick off. Yep. Not friend of the show, Nathan Lane. Suck it. Uh, he played this and cut off an Orborg... Cabal Coffers combo for the other guy we we're playing with. Oh, that's so it funny. Was, uh, it was upsetting, right? So this card has only upside in this deck. Yep. Zero downsides. Any amount of red deck, you have it to has run to, it. You have it in Nehab, yes? Yep. Now, do you, where do you think, how far do you think you have to reach in terms of your land base to play this in a non-mono red deck? I don't run it in any mono non-mono red decks. Well, you're also, one. you also love your non-basics. Yeah, but even but in a lot of my two color decks, I don't run a ton of non basics. Right, I probably run something like twenty. This might this might twenty basics. What do you think about this in Greven potentially? Ah, uh, right I think it's right on the edge for a deck like that. Yeah, whereas like, I mean, I do have an Urborg in there in case I get mana hose and I right, need more yeah, black. Yeah, then you get that, and then so then Blood this Moon will just, give you all the red. It, it's like I needed black, but now I only yeah, get red. Right. You can only um, choose one or the other. So, I mean, the only time I think any of these, this or Back to Basics, the only deck I would consider putting either in is the one that I talked about on a previous episode of MTG Action 4 News, is I would put Back to Basics in Lavinia, because mm -hmm. it is a prison deck, sure. so I'm okay even prisoning myself right, right, if it right. prisons my opponents. But Blood Moon, honestly, I would not put in any deck unless your basic land base is 80 to 85% of your mana yeah. base. Yeah, I, I agree, but... This in this deck, oh boy, does it do work? Yeah, it does. But that's that's into my hoppers. There's not, right. there wasn't a whole lot of things to work with here. So my last one is a pretty funny card, and it's interesting that you have it in this deck. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, I get it. You need some board control. We're talking subterranean trimmers. Ah, yes. So this is X in red. It's a sorcery. It's also a mythic. Subterranean <laughs> trimmers deals X damage to each creature without flying. If X is four or more, destroy all artifacts. If X is eight or more, put an eight-eight red lizard creature token onto the battlefield. I would think if your whole concept is to streamline down to be able to try to just kill them as quickly as you can, I don't feel like this is that great of a this board is, wipe. This was one I, like I said, I cracked 
hot off conspiracy, right? Yeah. So this was like the only deck that's really fit in. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I this is one that I've when I've gone through and looked at it, I'm like, this is still in here, yeah. right? So the the things the things I like about it is it's a pseudo board wipe, right? Yeah, right, kind of can be. I it's, like how you keep saying right, like you're trying to convince me, right? Right. Well, I don't know. Up. <laughs> to so, say yes. So um, it's a it's a pseudo board wipe potentially. It's also a pseudo artifact wipe, which kind of can go both ways, right? Yeah. Because sometimes if if that's Looking all I have, list. yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of tough there. I do like the fact that if you can wipe the board, it chunks out an eight eight. That's a big boy yeah. that deals two damage, and then you have that to swing in or block with. So I have never seen this card in play yeah. or done anything with it. I think there's one time where someone was playing a Karn deck that I happened to top deck it okay. and wiped his entire board, and that was kind of the end of that. But oh, you're talking that, about like artifact Karn? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. But like, I don't have, I have no frame of reference for this card. So yeah, I it's mean, all those ones that I keep, I keep being like, no, this will work. <laughs> this will work. This is fine. Like, I would think it would be fine if you had like every. If you really went all in on the goblin sub theme and really just went all in on the goblin lords mm -hmm. to where maybe your goblins could be above yeah, four right. or five or six, which I mean, I guess by that point, if you have eight or nine, then six, you're six just goblins, swinging probably in anyways. Win yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just worry that your goblins are usually going to be between one and two. Right. That this card, no matter what, is going to board wipe your side. This is probably this is probably a legacy card in here that. I, like I said, I've never seen it. I've seen it work one time, and yeah. that's the only time I've ever cast it. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in love with it. I think sure. I know that this card has a home in some deck. Yeah. Right. I just don't know if this is the right one. Yeah. The only reason I wanted to talk about it is just because you could, if you needed to, worst case scenario, put in nine mana, board wipe probably all the creatures. Right. Definitely all the artifacts, and you at least get an 8 8 red lizard. Perforo sticks around. That's another two damage. Right. And then you have an 8 8. Yep. Uh, then that's eight eights are nothing it's, to sneeze it's at. So, it's sort of like a backup Vandal Blast a little bit, <laughs> yeah. right? But again, like there's so many other options for artifact removal that's targeted that doesn't kill your own. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's I have no data for this card at all. So that's all, all right. I got. <laughs> well, that's gonna wrap up that board state hot profile. Now we're gonna head over how Perforos wins the game, which you probably already figured out in the yeast <laughs> package. Why don't you start? Because I feel like we've probably there's a lot of yeast, and I know there's one that you really want to talk about because he does work. I gotta think, and he twerks. I gotta think through this. If I just want to, should we just burn that now? Yeah, Might as well, right? Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Nor the, the freaking wary. F that dude. Yes, hard. Best card in the deck by a country mile. <laughs> I've told people that if you gave me a 50% chance to get a soul ring or 25% chance to get Norn the Wary on opener, I'm taking the 25 every single time. I kid you not. When <laughs> Big Tuck gets Norn the Wary and it's turn one Norn the Wary, it's just like, oh God. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. you can do. Yeah. You, you can do a sudden spoiling. That's yes. it. Or shoulder it. It's the only other ability I've ever seen that can but get him. That would also mean that you would have to have no other creatures correct. to sacrifice. Yes, correct. So for those who don't know, um, oh. Nor the Wary, I'll read the around text and you can read the text on it. Right? Okay. So uh, one red for a legendary creature, human warrior, two one, pretty good stats, yep. right? Does stuff. Quote, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> uh, when a player plays a spell or a creature attacks, 
Remove Norin the Wary from the game. Return it to play under its owner's control at end of turn. So, uh, again, friend of the show, Tice, coined this one. Norn gets scared! <laughs> so this, this has to be one of my favorite digital alters I've ever seen. A lot of artists have the same art guys, but then they just take Norn out of yeah, the picture. Yeah, it's the same one. Yeah, and then it, like what they do is they have a they have that in a sleeve, so when he comes oh. out, they just swap it in. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this card is almost impossible to get rid of. Correct. Now, granted, it does say when a player plays a spell or a creature attacks. So... You, if you have a planeswalker out, it'll disappear. But then eventually, when it comes back, you can try to get rid of it with a plus or minus ability. Sure. If you have an artifact that can just tap, you have to basically have an activated ability of something existing on the field. If it comes from your hand, yep. it will and not die. And like I said, shoulder is the only time this shoulder is the only time anyone's ever gotten this out of out of out of there because I didn't have anything else to sacrifice. It was one time, one time oh it's happened. But the best part is when you get him out. So that's potential, and assuming somebody does something else, that's six turn. That's six damage every turn, over yep. and over and over again, over and over and over again, I, over and over, over again. Did you say so? I have never seen him played out As in the wild. Oh, I have. But you said you said you've seen him once before, As a right? And it was was it? It was brutal? brutal. And the crazy thing is, this was in the first six months of me guys getting back into Magic once Big Tuck introduced EDH to me, and so I was in Memphis, Tennessee. Went to some LGS to do a pre-release event, and I was like, I'm going to get there a little early, play a game of Commander. Right. So I had my Karametra deck, and someone's like, I'm going to play Norn the Wary. And I read it, and I was like, trash card. This thing's yeah, garbage. This garbage. Oh. And then Impact Trimmers and Perforos and all the center of the battlefield, and we died. Yeah. it's uh, I I would be interested to see what percentage of decks is, this is played in, Perforos. It's got to be like, if it's not 70, if it's not 100, then there's things wrong, because it's... I mean, it's four bucks, which is kind of pricey for a card that you're going to put in one deck and one deck yeah. only, right? But still, the amount of damage this does, especially we we haven't gotten really into it, or maybe we won't. It's only in sixty five percent of decks. That's a that's a damn shame. I used to, so I don't know if we'll talk about this, but I used to run a fair amount of like damage doublers. Okay, but I realized that like that doesn't really speed the game up too much, and sometimes they're dead cards. But yes, like I said, turn one Norn is like the nut draw. I don't care. Wow, Beetleback Chief is in more decks than Norn. That's just dumb. It's a good card, don't get me wrong, but it's no Norn. <laughs> it's no I Norn. Love, I love Norn. One of my favorite cards ever printed. One of my favorite cards in this deck. The favorite card in this deck. This is the this is the card that makes this. This is like the perfect deck for this card. All right. Well, that was my first one as well. So my next one. Let's see. There's a lot of yeast in here. I know. So if we line up on anything outside of Norn, it'll be shocking. Okay. Goblin King. No. All yeah, right. good job. All right. So Goblin King, colorless red, red creature goblin came out in 10th edition. Old, no, old no, sir. This came out in like alpha. Oh, this is an old, old card. This printing yes. is 10th edition. Yes. Uh, it's $5.47. What? Yeah. You're like, uh, so. what? Uh, it's a 2-2 and it says other goblin creatures get plus one, plus one and have mountain walk. The reason I talked about it is once again, I went into this deck blind. I saw all the goblin stuff. So if Perforos can't kill your opponents, well, how about a little Blood Moon Goblin, Goblin King? King? All your goblins have Mountain Walk and you smash face. Yes, absolutely. The main goblins I had left over from when I switched it over to the, the Perforos were either things that make goblins cheaper or that gave them uh, additional sure. pluses, right? Because 1-1 one, one goblins aren't that scary. 2-2 two, two goblins, when you can just jazz them out every turn, <laughs> are much scarier. So... 
I think this one, the printing I have on this used to be super confusing because it says summon Lord. Oh, yeah. And then it says all goblins you control get plus one, plus one in Mountain Walk. Yeah. It used to be. And one time way back in the day I was playing, someone's like, oh, yeah, this has Mountain Walk, too. And I was like, no, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. So, yeah, I have, watch yourself. I have the old elf. That's yeah, the same. Yeah, way. the same one. Yeah. So there's like a zombie one, too, that regenerates zombies. All of these are really good. Um, like I said, if you if Perforos gets killed enough times or gets locked down, this is one of the ways that you can go fetch out and try to sneak out a win. Sure. But again, as soon as people get dealt 16 damage by Perforos, they in the turn, yeah, they, they, figure, they figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what is your next yeast card? So um, this is the newest addition to it. And I think one of the better ones. Uh, another planeswalker. Okay. And I almost made this this planeswalker tribal at one point, but I'm not that dumb. Um, <laughs> Chandra Acolyte of Flame. Yeah, yeah. She so, wrecks on arena. Does she really? Yeah. Just because those elementals keep well, coming in. Well, because there's a red enchantment that whenever you have a creature power one or less attack, it deals a damage. Oh. So that happens. You automatically get two damage, and then they, and they come, come in, in for yeah. two. So um, she's a, a legendary planeswalker rare. <laughs> from uh, yeah colorless red red comes in with four loyalty zero put a loyalty counter on each red planeswalker control sort of fine yeah yeah whatever um what it's really good is the last two and i keep i i've only played her once actually i take that back i've actually never seen her out in the wild unfortunately <laughs> but um zero create two red red elemental creature tokens they gain haste sacrifice them at the beginning of the next sentence so basically that reads Pay zero and deal four damage. Four damage, damage right? Exactly. Okay. So I think I cut like a dragon fodder or something like this because this Way is better. just over and over yeah. and over again. But like when I was reading about this card, I finally read the minus. It's all right. I was like, but I think it's. I think it's. I think it suits this deck. So minus two, you may cast target not target instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard. If that card would be put into the graveyard this turn, exile instead. Right. So I have no graveyard recursion in here. Sure. And I do have a handful of instants and sorceries that create goblins and the like. Sure. So if I can minus two, get back a gamble, maybe that's kind of rangy. Get back a price of progress, maybe that's kind of rangy. Get back a hoarding outburst. Like there's some utility in there. So since it says cast until end of turn, CMC three or less, could you get Vandal Blast? Because I know if it says tutor for CMC three or less, three or less you could yeah. go grab a Vandal Blast. I think you, you could get Vandal Blast, but you would have to pay the extra. For well, correct. Yeah. Because you're not casting it for free. You still correct. have to pay the cast. Yeah. But I'm curious because as you cast it from the graveyard, it would have whatever its overloaded CMC is, which would be five. So that's one of the things I'm kind of curious on is because I'm also thinking of subterranean tremors. Could you right. possibly minus two I think, and so, then do it from I think nine? The, I think the difference with subterranean tremors and cyclonic rift and uh, vandal blast, as I understand it, is that um, no, because that was just because I know you could tutor for um you could you could further top CMC, but I'm just curious if casting it from the graveyard for the CMC three or less would work. I feel that the way it's worded that you could cast that for its overloaded cost. To your point, you could tutor. You for could it. tutor for it if it's one. But your tutoring's not while it's on the stack with the ability. This is with that ability there. Hey, collective, what's up on Twitter? Because we clearly have no <laughs> Any, idea what we're talking about. Anyone, please, for God's <laughs> sake! All right. But anyways, great card. Uh, that's why it's five dollars. It's because it is yeah. good in a mono red deck on I was, standard. I was wondering about that. Um, is it so? It is played in standard quite yep. a bit, right? And I think another thing that feeds into that is that it creates elementals, which was good for elemental Omnath. Omnath. Yep. Right. Uh, you may pay the costs 
for the spell you wish to cash with Chandra's last ability. If that spell has any alternative cost, you may pay those. Oh, so you can so do you it. So you can Vandal Blast. There right? you go. You can, hey. You, you can Vandal Blast. You cannot Subterranean Tremors. Okay. So, best case scenario with this guy is Vandal Blast. If you will. Yeah, Vandal Blast. <laughs> Worst case scenario is like still late game. You can cast a Horling Outburst or Press sure. Progress or one of those things. So, she was a late edition. I got her on sale or something, and I haven't seen her played yet. So, here we are. There you go. <laughs> Story of my life. All right. Well, my last one is an enchantment that I feel like can be a backup if you've just exhausted. Because I feel like I've seen sometimes with Perforos. To where you create a ton of tokens, mm -hmm. dinging everyone down, people are down to single digits, sure. and you're tapped out. And it's like, I'm going to die on the clap back, but I'm so <laughs> close to winning. Something. Tooth and Claw. Yes, very good. Three mana, red, enchantment. Sacrifice two creatures, put a 3-1 red beast creature token named Carnivore. Don't know why that's relevant. <laughs> uh, onto the battlefield. It's not even legendary. They just yeah. wanted to make another token. It's, it's there has a, to be another card token, out yeah. there. That so basically, the way I look at it is if you have Perforos out, whatever number of tokens you have, cut that number in half, and that's how many carnivores you yes. can make. Then you multiply that number by two, and that's how much damage each person's going to take. Most likely, if you have Tooth and Claw, and I would say 10 tokens with Perforos, you could probably win, win the, game the game right out, there. Right, yeah. This was so we were talking about this earlier, how I've cut so many cards in and out of this deck. I can't remember. I had this in here and I was like, this card is it's a dead draw. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then I cut it. Oh. And then I I don't know what happened. I mean, like, I kind of look like look at this card like I look at fresh meat in your uh, yeah, yeah, very much. You use all the fodder you made to make even more, more fodder. fodder. Yeah. So it took me a while. I don't know. I was just an idiot. That's that's the only way you can look at oh, it. Oh, God. You could sack them to make a bunch of carnivores and sack the carnivores more to make sick, more carnivores. Oh, wait, hold on. And this isn't this isn't prosh dot deck tech, but <laughs> check this out. Okay. Checking. You sack all of your tokens to tooth and nail. Or I'm sorry. Tooth and claw. Tooth and claw. So all those have died. Okay. Then you sack all of those carnivores also to tooth and claw. Correct. Or some other sack outlet. Yes. And keep doing that till you're out. And then, then fresh, play meat. fresh meat. Oh. And then you get them all back. <laughs> and then you feed into Prosh. No, I'm just an idiot. Uh, this I had this card. I had this card out, and then I was like, what am I doing to put this in? Literally <laughs> the next time I played it, it won the game. Because <laughs> it's like, all right, you want to attack me? Great. I'll just chump block everything, sack it all. Yep. Everyone deals. Is 18 damage good across the board? Yeah, we're good. Well, and then the nice thing is that even if you just had a bunch of 1-1s one and it's like, okay, if I could only do a little bit more combat damage than do yeah. this, I could kill them. It's like, well, I'm going to swing in and people probably are going to be like, well, I can block these, but I can't block these. It's like, okay, well, the ones you're going to block and kill, yeah, I'll sack I'll, those, I'll do, yeah. do this, let the other guys do the damage, then I sack those, do it again. Ah, oh, I love I, it. Yeah, and I think like Goblin This Barbie is what I think of a non-bow. To where it's a combo, right? But it oh, doesn't okay, yeah. and just win. It's just cool interaction. So we used to refer to those as wombos. Wom okay, wombo. There's so many ombos. Yeah, but we got we got combos, wombos, and ombos, right? So the thing the thing I think is kind of crazy too is Tooth and Claw is fifty cents, but Goblin Bombardment is still. $8. I show twenty four cents. No, even better. <laughs> if you don't build goblins correctly, there's a lot of times where you just have a bunch of one ones, and sure. you're like, that that was a problem I ran into with Krenko all the time. Was oh, like, okay. I've always won ones. Like, okay, awesome. swing, swing in, swing in for four one ones. They're like, all right, great. Like zombies. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just go kill myself. So yes, this one's very, very, very good. 
Cool. Well, what is your last yeast card? So I'm surprised you didn't bring this one up because I know this is one of your faves. This is the second best card in the deck next to Norin. Panharmonicon. Yeah. <laughs> it's too easy. Yeah. Too easy to pick. Well, too easy. So four colorless for an artifact. Uh, this also is $8 now, which is kind of surprising. I mean, it's using a lot of EDH decks. Do you also have this in your arc? Both of them? Uh, yeah. 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 So if an artifact or creature entering the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers a second, an additional time. It's just stupid, right? Yeah. Any of these creatures, Siege Gang Commander, which I like to call Drunk Party Girl, <laughs> <laughs> Beetleback Chief. There's a lot of creatures in here that when they enter, they create more tokens. Sure. Awesome. So or even getting, Perforos triggers. No, but bare that's minimum. No, no, no. That's like the bare minimum. Best minimum uh -oh. is they enter the battlefield, Perforos triggers doubled. They create double the amount of tokens, also doubled Perforos <laughs> triggers. So this is one of the things where this was one of the nut draws I was talking about with Hockey Aaron from Blaston, where this is one of the cards he had in hand and got out, and he got us all to like 10, and then someone will play in his <laughs> Emrakul fake deck board white and then we're just like here How's we are a fake deck I, it's just the worst i, hate I know that it's deck. not friend yeah, cool. don't, let him, don't but, let him trick you so like i know this is kind of a boring pick but it's like norton the wary panharmonicon if you're running perforos of the forge the original one run them both yep it does so much um people will figure this out very soon but not before you get in the damage you need to yeah, I'd agree. That's all I got on that. All right. Well, the uh, that's going to wrap up that yeast package. Next one we're going to do is going to be those spicy cards. Uh, I'll start this one off with a card that is criminally underplayed. <gasps> Goblin Charbelcher. The Belcher. I, it's in less than a thousand decks on EDH what? Rec. So yeah. lame. Why not? How many that's, mono red decks are? I'm going to look that up after yeah, you start doing yeah. your take. So. Here's the thing, guys. It costs four colorless. It's an artifact. It's colorless itself. It's only 52 cents. It has an activated ability. Three colorless tap. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a land card. Charbelcher deals damage equal to the number of non-land cards revealed this way to target creature or player, which I believe should be errated to any target. It is. It, yeah, it's any target. Any target. Yeah. So you can do this to Planeswalkers. Here's the thing. It's not done. If the revealed land <laughs> card was a mountain, not basic mountain, just mountain. So even if you run it in a two or three or four or five color, I don't know why you do it in the others. But if you get a shock <laughs> or a duel, it counts. Mountain, Charbelcher deals double that damage instead. Put the reveal cards on the bottom of your library in any order. So it does not draw you cards. No. But it just wrecks with damage. <laughs> So this this used to be a old way I do it is you can use a card called Goblin Recruiter, which is a colorless mm -hmm. and a red, and then you just stack your entire library with all the goblins you have. So degenerate, and then go with that. So the problem with that is it's very finicky and only kills one opponent, right? Because it's yeah. a target. But still, the, even even again, like we talked about, people are going to target Perforos, and people are going to target your face. So you need. <laughs> You need ways to win beyond just Perforos triggers. And this is one of the premier ones, right? Yep. I think most people that we play with will know that this is a problem when it enters the battlefield. Should. But even then, like, I'm okay with them burning a removal spell on this as opposed to one of the other myriad artifacts I have. So it is somewhere, because unfortunately I don't see a way on EDH rec to just see total number of mono oh, red sure. decks. Yeah. But when I go to the mono red page, when it just talks about popular mono red tribes or mono red themes, I would say that there's roughly 30, probably 3,500 decks, 4,000 decks 
So it's in 25% of mono red decks. Way too low. Those are rookie numbers. For 50 cents. Is that all it is now? Oh my God. I got this for like seven, I think. Dollars? Yeah. (laughs) It used to be a thing. There used used to be a modern. No pennies. There used to be a modern deck that would do this. That ran like one mountain and a bunch of other lands and they'd cheat this out real fast. So some sort of gimmick like that. So yeah, guys, that this is another, if you're doing mono red or even two color red sometimes. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, play a goblin charbelcher kind of like the fire diamond fire diamond probably more often and the non just mono red every, every mono but red, every mono red should have charbelcher it should have belcher fire diamond blood moon yeah right like there's no reason not to have those three cards in every but from red a deck. budget person because moon yeah, is 15 bucks more so for three dollars yeah. though you get two what i would call mono red edh staples St- i would agree with so staples, I, would, I would agree yeah. with staples these should be in every, every deck, mono regardless red of what your well, theme and like is. even then like you have a way to deal damage, right? And like this doesn't require you to even draw cards or have an extra mana, right? Yeah. It pays for because it's what four to cast yep. and three, three to, to go. Yeah. So people are fools. Follow <laughs> you fools. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your spice card? All right. So I want to talk about Final Fortune. Now this is a diversive card. If everyone got printed, two red for an instant. Take an extra turn after this one. You lose the game. At the Love end of turn. It. Love it. This is what we call a person going insane, <laughs> Mr. Combo. This called confidence. You will get targeted in this deck. Your life total is going to be abysmally low. And sometimes you just need that little bit of push to get through there. And Look, this is the card that's going to do it. I get it <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> it's fine it's fine i mean look here the only way you're ever playing this is if like once again i was talking with the tooth and claw it's like ooh, if only i had just this yes. much more i could win sure two two mana is that what it is yeah yeah two mana okay for an extra turn to do that all right this deck is also an arch enemy deck right yeah so people are gonna be gunning for you and since perforos and the other triggers you have deal damage to all the opponents i will say this i have never been burned by this card if you can believe that. Wow. But this card has helped me win in the past. And normal Ryan, former friend of the cast, his girlfriend played with us one time at my parents' house a million years ago. And she knew that if she didn't do anything, that I would win. So she cast this card, took the extra turn, board wiped him out of spite, <laughs> lost, and then I swung in it for it. That's the best application I've ever seen Ridiculous. of this one. But again, I know it's crazy. This is, see, I'm only okay with this kind of card when you're going to have multiple of these high-risk, high-reward cards in a deck. It, that's like if you made a blue deck and have a single counter no spell. spell. It's like, well, why? It's not adding anything. I know it's insane. I know so, it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not I'm cutting it you. if that helps. Oh, well, it does, well, it does help. But yes, <laughs> Final Fortune. Uh, should you run this? No, probably not. But do I? <laughs> yes. Because again, I'm the villain and I want to win. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up that spice package, guys. Let's head over to this bottle cap and figure out how we're going to make some of these really bad cards better. How dare you? <laughs> uh, to remind you, there's going to be Big Tux and I's recommendations that are under $5, under 50 bucks, and a personal recommendation. The only restriction is no mana only lands. Big Tuck, kick us off. I got two really boring ones and then one that's a kind of exciting, at least for me. Okay. So Most of mine are boring. Okay, that's fine. 
Well, this, this could be quick. So you guys can just fast forward yeah. to the uh, ads that we have at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number one cut, which we've talked about on the cast many times. Go to Lotus, out of here. Next Lotus, you're coming in. <sighs> really? Yes. Hmm. Well, why don't you read what Gilda does for sure. the seven people and <laughs> read what Nick's is for, I don't know, maybe the hundred people. It's newish, so yeah. people still know. So Gilded Lotus is a five-drop artifact, five colorless. Tap at three of any mana of any one color. Yep. Nick's Lotus is four colorless, enters the battlefield tapped. Tap, choose a color, add an amount of mana of that color equal to your devotion to that color. So I can understand your hesitation because you think I run a lot of tokens in here. However... I do run a fair amount of Planeswalkers, a fair amount of enchantments, and a fair amount of other creatures that stay on the battlefield. So I'm going with all, through your creature deck. Like, the first four were all colorless creatures. What, Solemn? Uh, Solemn, Iron Mirror, Mirror, Mirror Battlesphere, Palladium Mirror. But that's just creatures. I'm not worried about the creatures as much. Yeah. I'm talking about those Planeswalkers that have double-digit pips. I'm sure. talking about the other enchantments I have. I guarantee, because if I can get the normal Nykthos out... That's a huge accelerant for me. I'm just telling you, it's an easy. It's an easy. <laughs> I'm cut. just telling you, you're wrong. I'm right. Uh, I mean, look, I like Dick's Lotus, and I've actually struggled with if I'm going to be which ones you're going to put it in. Yeah, yeah, because black I think makes sense for me because I have almost all yeah. of my creatures are going to be one single black sure. chip. Uh, red, I'm I'm not sure on because Neheb's kind of big splashy stuff. And so that's Eldrazi. I'd have to, I'd have to relook at that, yeah. Green, no need. No. Blue, yes. I don't know. It's all this stealing is, stuff. This is better than your... This would be better in your blue deck than normal Gilded Lotus. Guaranteed. Mm. Uh, and then white, I don't think makes sense because it's all well, vehicles. Oh, yeah, it's all... It's all, so, that's, it's all trash. That's your, own, <laughs> that's, your own, <laughs> that's your own doing. All right. But yes, I'm telling you that this would be a straight upgrade in this deck. It so costs one what, cheaper. Are you going to wait for it to drop, see if it drops in price, or are you just going to snag one now? I don't know. I have four of them in my cart, and I probably should at some point. Yeah. I think I can only imagine... Well... It's going to get played in standard for at least a year. Really? Well, because they brought the whole devotion thing back. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you on Arena, I've already seen devotion really? trying to be yeah. a thing. Maybe I'll just grab them now. But like, and I mean, it'll probably get played in Pioneer considering the land yeah, is and, played in it. Yeah. Nykthos went from 5 to 10 to whatever it is now. 15, 15. Or 20, yeah. yeah. So I will pick this up. And it's a <coughs> great inclusion in this deck. All so, right. All right. right. What do you got? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to listen. All right, so... Unless you're cutting Final Fortune, in which case you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm cutting Final Fortune. No! Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Scum. All right, so I am actually cutting a trash card. Grinning Ingus. No! Two, incorrect, incorrect, Two sir. colorless red, 2-2 two, two elemental, and it has an activated ability of pay a red, returning Grinning Ingus to its owner's hand, add two colorless red to your mana pool, activates ability only anytime you can cast a sorcery. That's why I say that's why go you don't ahead like and get it. rid of it. Yeah. If it was instant speed, then it's like, okay, you could be yeah, onto something here. Turn, yeah. uh, but I got a better card. For this, we've talked about it a billion times. For me, in this deck, Green Ignis is one pay one red during your turn, deal two damage to each opponent. Well, how about I just increase the amount of damage you deal to each opponent? We're talking Torbran. I should have known I should have known this was coming. Yeah, so this is only one more total CMC. Mm-hmm. It, it does give you three red pips Ooh, for your Nyx. Yeah. Uh it's a legendary creature, Dwarf Noble 2-4. We've talked about it so much on this cast. Uh, and it says <laughs> if a red source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus two. So sure, you know, 
pay three mana and or well, how does that actually work out? Because it's so you four pay, total. You pay you one. pay you pay three for it to cast. Yep. Right. And then, and then one to return it. And then but you, then you get the three back. So pretty much it's one one red mana deals two. With yes. It. So it's either pay one red mana to deal two to each opponent, or you just pay four. four. And the nice <laughs> thing is that when he hits himself, that's going to deal four to each opponent. Oof. This card is amazing in this deck. $2.80. Which is kind of crazy, right? Like, for a rare from a box that's been opened a bunch. Oh, I don't say, know, man. You're, say, you're saying this card wrecks, right? Uh, have you played against Dan's Tobrin deck? No, not yet. <gasps> oh, brutal. Dude, it is terrible. <laughs> uh, I think Squeeze played against it, haven't you? I don't recall. Oh, man. It's mono red just burns just everyone. Burn, no, I, but I, I haven't played Dan under mono red. I, okay. I remember yeah. Andrew from, I think this is kind of uh, new. Uh, new for him. September. Yeah. So here's the thing with Tobran, though. Even if you forget the Perforos stuff and you're like, okay, well, they've gotten rid of Perforos so many times. Right. And I have 10 goblins that are 1-1s. One, one, I can still get it. Yeah. 10 3 ones that are swinging in. Torbran is a slam dunk in this in this deck. I just got to figure out where. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, Green I'm, Angus. I'm kind of starting to lean on Green Angus. All I right. also have a gazillion copies of those from my box I opened from Tyson. So we can set one on yeah, fire. Exactly, yeah. Burn it. Well, what is your under fifty? Okay, so another born another born one. We talked about it earlier. Uh, we're talking cutting a mountain for Valakut. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's not it's super boring. Um, Valakut is a card that got played left, right, and standard in well, left, right, and center in standard, <laughs> left, right, and standard and center. Um, so Valakut, the Molten Principle, is a non-basic land, enters the battlefield tapped. Whenever a mount enters the battlefield under control, if you control at least five other mountains, you may have it deal three damage to any target. Taps for red. So what's even better, so this also triggers off of Panharmonicon, which we've talked about, let's see if yep. we could. But to your point, this even triggers off of Torbrand. Yep. So deal five instead, which is piles. So the only thing I will tell you because I have this in my Neheb deck. And you ne it never happens. It never yeah. happens. I know, but it's just, usually I stall out at like that sixth mountain. And you're always and like, it's like ah! Ah! I need more. No, I agree. Um, but for me, I feel like the downside is so low, sure. right? Like a tapped mountain is the same thing. I mean, as goblin like, Charbelcher, you could hit it and not be a mountain. Oh, uh, that's true. Uh, but no, I, I think it should go once yep. again in every mountain deck just because. And you're right, with Torbrand, that's no longer a lightning bolt. I don't even know what that would be called. Uh, What's a five it's damage? A, uh, lava axe. There we go. Yeah, that deep cut. So again, like, is it amazing? No. Is it amazing in this deck? Not really. But again, <laughs> it's just like, fine. Another way to deal damage. Well, on and you already have, well, you think you may have some somewhere. No, I don't have it. I trade, oh, I trade them all away because some dickheads at Optiver, you know who you are, gave me, I, I had like four of these, and then I got traded all away for scapeshift decks, so... So I'm actually changing my cut at the last oh, second ho, ho. based off of what we were talking about. So now granted, I hate this card. So what I was going to cut was tectonic reformation. Um, oh yeah. I, I don't, I don't like this card. The reason why, so the reason why it's a colorless and a red for an enchantment, each land card in your hand has cycling red cycle two, right? So the, draw a card. One of the, one of the reasons in here is just that you can't get land flooded, right? And sure. there's just nothing you can do about it. So this is a backup way. I put it in recently. Okay. I've not seen it in play, so I have no idea how it works. I have so, no idea if it works or not. So what I would probably say, and I, I hate cutting cards I talked about in the cast, but cut sub, subterranean trimmers. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. For Mog Infestation. So funny story with that. You picked it too? That was my next one. Yeah! <laughs>
So uh, this is three colorless red red sorcery. It's at six bucks right now. Yeah, which is crazy, but it's only been printed the once. Yeah. So. Destroy all creatures target player controls, which could be a downside. But for each creature that died this way, put two one one red goblin creature right. onto the battlefield under that player's control. So it is giving them goblins. But the way I look at it is you do it on yourself <laughs> and then you get all the goblins. But I think like to your point, I still think this is good to target someone else with. Right. Because if they're playing like Maybe. if you're playing your hero, red, right. Yeah. I'm fine with this, right? I'll wipe all your big, like, sure. Me, me, I'd rather people. trade a 4 4 Rhino for two 1 1 Goblins. Right. Yeah, totally. Right. Or if someone's playing a Voltron deck or one of the other, like, go medium decks. You're going to do it in my Brutoclad? <gasps> no. <laughs> That's a really dirty sounding statement. Um, so uh, before we get too much into it, I was actually going to empty. I was going to empty out, empty the Warrens. Oh, okay. So three colors in a red with Storm, create two 1-1 one, one goblins. See, I figured, I saw that, and I thought about cutting it, but I was like, no, maybe it's, he does some rigmarole. Maybe, but like, I think another card in here, which I'm not talking about, another card that might be decent is Fires of Invention, because again, like, I only want to cast a couple spells, yeah. and I'm never going to get more than what lands I have, because I have no way of really reducting them. I would rather, yeah, Fires of Invention over the uh, Tectonic Reformation. Mm, yeah, that's not that's not that would be interesting. I have a spare that I hope yeah. found from somewhere, but like I think with the storm one, I, like I, it's really I've seen it happen once where it, it stormed for oh, like sure. three, yeah, right, and then it's six and twelve and so on and so forth. But like it's so fragile and paying paying four for two tokens is not good, right? right? So like I would rather have Mog Infestation where I can either situationally wipe someone else's board or wipe mine. For sure. the added value there. All right. Well, I guess I'm the only one left. Yeah, because I got Nyx Lotus, uh, Volcut, and Mog Infestation. Yep. What's your last one? I'm going to cut Hordling Outburst. Okay. Colorless red, red sorcery. Create three one, one red goblin creature tokens. Okay. It's just a, the reason why it's in here is because it's very efficient, right? Three mana for three one ones. But I'm but I'm ready to be wowed. Well, I, I don't. it's not really going to wow you because you know <laughs> what this card is. I'm going to tempt you. With some oh, vengeance. vengeance. <laughs> yeah. uh, sitting at eight bucks. I see you also went to the expensive tab on Purple Rose. <laughs> yes, on yes I did. <laughs> it's uh, X and a red, which to kind of give you the idea, you're only paying one more mana to do the same effect, mm -hmm. but potentially get more, get more if yeah. other people do it, which people no are one idiots, will. Like, yeah. But I just look at this as, okay, red, late game mana sink. I'm going to get yeah. 10, deal 20 to each of you, or if Toe Brand's out, you're dead. Uh, so this is a tempting offer, guys. Put X-1-1 one, one red elemental creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. Each opponent may put X-1-1 one, one red elemental creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. For each player who does, put X-1-1 one, one red elemental creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield. So here's the real question. I have one of these because it got printed in Prosh. Yes, slammed up. So do you, what, but it's already in Prosh. Oh, you only own I one have copy. one and it's in Prosh. I think it's better in this you deck You think so? Yeah. Because like Prosh is, in Prosh it's kind of a more win more card, right? Like I don't really need it to win, but yeah. this deck it would like, maybe even if I cast this in Prosh, it's likely that I'm not going to win that turn. Yeah. But I would in this one for sure. So, yeah, that was one I looked at as well. And it is insane that it's $8, which I think is kind of stupid for this. But they've only printed all these tempting offer ones once, yeah. which is probably why. Um, yeah, that's probably pretty good. 
I don't know. This is a problem when you have so many decks and and you only get to play a handful so, of them whenever you can. Yeah, the, the way I look at this guy is you are right. In Prosh, you're not going to win the game right there unless you're on a 1v1. Or unless you have like a Beastmaster's Ascension or Triumph of the Hordes or something else that you can back it up with. Sure. The way I look at this, though, is that very easily you could win because usually with X spells, you're not casting that till late game anyway. Correct. Yeah, you yeah. never do an X spell, whether it's Prosh or this, for four or five. You're doing right, it you're for doing big it for numbers. ten, and then yes. trying to trying to get more out of and it. And with Perforos, your Panharmonicon, your Togrand, yeah. uh, even your Tooth and Claw. Oh, like, oh, sure, I didn't yeah. have enough, so I'm going to do it now for I this. It yeah. I don't care if you guys do it at all because I can sack them, get more ETBs, then sack those little guys, and it's just everyone's eating each other. Guess I'm doing this very night, <laughs> doing some cuts, swaps. Wait, heading over to LevelOneGameShop.com and buying this. Yes, <laughs> they got it in stock. So, yeah, that was my personal recommendation. Um, you know, I, I left in your higher ones that got sure. you the more goblins. It was just, you know, this is one of the ones I yeah, like. It's, it, no, it's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. All right. Well, thanks for making it until the end, guys. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level 1 Gaming. We're going to be giving away a complete set of the Mono Showcase Gods from Theros Beyond Death, plus a CMD Tower Sleeves and Playmat. To enter, it's extremely simple. Just help promote the content we produce that, that's really all we ask that's all uh, we, that's it that's, that's all it. we ask that's it we're just going home we're, we're doing the old man simpson walk in the bar walk out oh yeah gifts. uh you'll get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media and additional entries for being a part of our patreon community we're going to announce the winner on mtg action 4 news march 3rd and social media soon after and yes i know what you're thinking we're going to be doing giveaways each month could be a sweet set of cards like this it could be a sweet deck really depends on what our sponsor level one gaming provides but you know what you also could do head over to your podcast platform leave us some feedback <laughs> any feedback any feedback it, any uh, but only five star feedback all the one star feedback you want to go to uh the uh commander smiths give oh, them yeah, all good, the, yeah. give them all the one stars on blast <laughs> on blast and then if you would also like to know other ways to reach out to us and find more ways to enter into that contest here's how you can do that you can reach me at Mr. Comma number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for that five. Big Tuck, where can they reach you? Uh, you can find me at, at Big Tuck Tweeting on Twitter. And also, just a quick shout out, Sir Brian, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, cmdtower.com. You can also find us on Facebook at CMD Tower. Basically, type in Charlie Mathis Delta Tower anywhere on the internet. You'll probably find us. Uh, if you want to engage our awesome production team for your own future projects, how would they do that? Squee. Oh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can get at me on Twitter at Dear Squee. You can email me at Dear Squee at CMD Tower. Or, I don't know, if you can find me, I'm in Kansas. Where's Waldo, but where's Squee? Hey, oh, hey, we should have hey, named hey. him Norin. Oh, oh. Damn it. That's two misses. <laughs> If you want to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already doing, head over to level1gameshop.com. And when you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower so they know that you came from the collective. Uh, outside of their own storefront, they do also have a great TCG player store with an over 99% accuracy rating and incredibly competitive prices. They also are the exclusive carriers of that CMD Tower playmat and sleeves, as well as everything else you need from the MTG and other gaming experience. Another way you can support us and all the content we do is 
head over to patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have several different reward tiers from as simple as Discord access to even getting a guest spot on the podcast with your own sweet, sweet brew. And like I mentioned earlier, each tier is going to give you additional entries into that monthly giveaway. And of course, we want to give a big thank you to the now defunct Royal of Pink uh, for the music <laughs> they provide in the beginning and the end of each episode. Big Tuck, any last thoughts on perforos watching the world burn um no it's it's this is one of the decks i've had for a really long time um it's one of the ones i i usually just play either in like a big game format or when i'm like all right we got five we got 15 minutes left here we go so <laughs> you know and this is also one of your decks that when we started this podcast you're like okay let's go through our path to 32 mono red i have perforos i'm never talking about that oh damn it and here we are it's a it's definitely a deck that I don't hate to play against just because it does end games and I'm all about ending games. Sure. Just sometimes a Perforos or like what we talked about, Friend of the Cast Dance Tobrin deck, sometimes they end it can games be a, It can be oppressive, yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, hopefully, Dan brings it at 40 Life on a Dash, which will have happened two weeks ago. But uh, I'm scared. Ah, the, time, the time paradox. 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 Time paradox.